Did you know that the Fast and the Furious franchise all started by a little magazine article in 1998? You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats podcast, WBECS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? Friday night, Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats coming at you live. A little late, but live. We weren't based on a magazine article, but hopefully there'll be some magazine articles about us. Uh, we got a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk. There's all kinds of sports news out there. Yankees and Blue Jays. We got a NASCAR All-Star Weekend. We have some passings to talk about. And uh, got a great, great rock and roll retrospective. And um, yeah, whatever else we want to talk about. Casey? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was too uh, reading this article and vibe about these guys that are uh, drive fast and furious. Oh, you're reading the article? Yes. Did you find an article about us? Yeah. Listen, uh, Toretto, he just uh, he cares about family. I think they were like stealing TVs or something in the first movie or something. Something where obviously like, can't you just go to Best Buy and buy them for like 150 bucks? <laughs> uh, there's no margins. Like you guys are... Really crappy criminals. I had a feeling when I was starting with a did you know that at least somebody know? would know and it would probably be Casey. Of course. <laughs> well, like the first two, they definitely take themselves and the series very serious. They, they get shittier as the time goes on. Well. More cartoonish in my opinion. Yes. Uh, flights of Fantasy. Like once they get into the fourth one, um, just if you dream it, then it could be so. And, you know, they know it's a fantasy. The fans know it's a fantasy. So why stress about it? So on that level, I do respect it. And you could say whatever type of movie it is. They're in the 10th movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, here's the thing. You, you can't knock them. They wouldn't be making a 10th if they didn't make money with them. They're like one of the few franchises that go toe-to-toe with the comic book movies and sure. just blast and them just, out of the water. And I don't see why. You know, the first one, good. Good movie. I enjoyed it. Second one, all right. None of the others have I liked. And I, not that I I get a few minutes into them, I'm like, okay, I'm done. The third one I like for different reasons just because I lived in Japan. Yeah, the Japan uh, one was okay. But it was... Tokyo Drift. Wasn't yes. that the name of the film? Yeah, but the movie's r- ridiculous. I mean, the premise that you're going to race and the Yakuza's fine with whatever they had going on. Like, no, no, no. You're all ending up in the Tokyo Bay. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's uh, r- a ridiculous premise. Hey, guys. Good evening. Big Ed. Big Ed. Uh, Ray's just won one nothing. Real nail biter. Well, they're back home. They had a tough little uh, road trip. Yeah, I think I think not they their best like, outing. No, it's all right. I mean, some tough series. Uh, them and the Yankees are going to be battling it out. And uh, they had a couple of close games with the Mets, and you know, you know, the Mets record don't show it, but uh, they did spend six hundred million dollars uh, over the off season. So they're supposed to win games like they did at home. Um, the polar bear hitting a, a big home run one night to win in extra innings. Um, so it's good for the Rays to be home. But they, the Yankees are um, 
can't just bully teams this this week and i sent you guys a link uh and this was one of a few things that happened so like shit talking yes yeah, so major shit talking the manager john schneider not to be confused with uh one of the duke boys john schneider yes so he's the manager of the the blue jays uh it actually you, you could catch him reading lips where he's telling someone shut up shut up fat boy shut up right no one knows exactly which fat boy he was talked to but it was someone in the yankees dugout um there's a lot of good guesses online mm-hmm. it that argument started like 90 seconds earlier with a couple other coaches yelling at the yankees third base coach because of where you're standing on the field like hey dude you got to stay in the box you can't mm-hmm. go over there they involved the ref uh aaron boone came out and then that's when the cameras catch Snyder calling someone fat boy and telling him to shut up. Uh, who knows? Maybe he was yelling at a ref. I, I don't know at this point. They got heated. It got heated. And this, and they had a, a lot of uh, intensity in that series. Cause the game before, you know, and they're like, was Aaron uh, judge. Who's uh, not the most popular Aaron in New York, <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers. Um, was he stealing signs? And there's a lot of question where he was at the plate and his eyes drift over to the Yankees dugout mm-hmm. and then drifts back. And then he cranks a ball about like, I don't know, a country mile. So now look, if the pitcher said after the game, he's like the pitching coach said, I was definitely tipping pitches. So people were figuring out what I was throwing because he started getting hit. Look, if you could figure out what a pitcher's doing, you're not breaking a rule. You're only breaking a rule if right. you're using technology such as a camera and you use a trash can and you bang on it like the Astros or Red Sox. Uh, that's illegal. Now, it's kind of frowned upon on stealing signs, but it's not illegal. You know, if you're going to do it, do it discreetly. Uh, now, Aaron Judge, not Aaron Rodgers, it said he'd looked over because there was a lot of yelling going on in the dugout and he wanted to know who's causing the commotion because it was distracting him. Okay. And at the time it was Aaron Boone, his manager who was yelling at one of the, the field umpires about something, uh, you know, about a call, you know, that, that happened recently. So that that's his story. You know, the blue Jays have their story, but, uh, the Blue Jays were not taking any shit from the Yankees. Uh, they're, they're, they're in a dogfight. Yankees are still a good team, but they're in a dogfight, and they're not going to be able to pick on the Rays or the Orioles or the Blue Jays anymore. Huh. It's it's we're, we're in the thick of baseball season. The St. Louis Cardinals, who had the worst record in all the National League, ripped off like – Nine of twelve, and he only hit like nine home runs last night. Wow! Against the Dodgers, I mean, absolutely. Wow! I just turned it on because it was on MLB Network, mm-hmm. and I go to Sweet Melissa. I'm like, "Oh, this will be fun." Actually, it's uh, Bob Costas is calling the game. He rarely calls games. He'll do about a handful of games now. He's a part timer, so it's a pleasure, you know. And he's an old school broadcaster. I had Tom Verducci with them, and he's going to tell some baseball stories. I like it, you know. I know what's going on in the game. He doesn't have to tell me, obviously, that was a ball. He's going to just talk about baseball, right? 
I mean, he's going to enhance the game for you. You yeah. can pay attention to the game and understand what's happening. Well, good thing he knows so much about the game because that's all there was talk about because it wasn't about the game we were watching because they just started pounding the hell out of the Dodgers pitching. It was 16-8. It, it was like a football game. All you could say was, wow. Yeah. So, just every time I turned around, they hit like five home runs in one inning. I'm like, oh, this game's over. <laughs> Cardinals are back in it. Listen, a lot of baseball season. No one's won the pennant. It's a long year. It's a long year. It's young. The season's young. And while that season's going along, you have NASCAR basically at their halfway point. Almost at the halfway. We got Wilkesboro this weekend. Exciting. Exciting. We got the all-star race, which I I like what NASCAR's doing right now. They're mixing things up. For many, many years – they only ran at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which does not put on the best shows, in my opinion. Still an important racetrack. It's a racetrack. Racetracks are racetracks. Good racetracks, quote unquote, right? Good races. Racetrack, racetracks that put on good races, racetracks that put on bad races. You got to race at different racetracks. Yes. Um, but Wilkesboro has not been on the schedule, has been out. And Wilkes County, North Carolina, just rotting away, has been resurrected from the dead, which I never thought this would happen. I was one of the people that said, Wilkesboro's dead. Just let Wilkesboro lie in peace. They resurrected the racetrack. They've been racing there. Dale Jr. wouldn't let it happen. No, you know what? You're right, Big Ed. Dale Jr. really, really campaigned. He is so good for the sport. I agree. I agree. The, the direction they're going is is not to the heritage, and he's just trying to keep it grounded that way. And I like that. And here we are. We're coming up. Yeah. Sunday, we have NASCAR's All-Star Race. They qualified today, yeah. and they qualified. A little different. A little different. They went. Traditionally, during the All-Star Weekend, they have a pit crew competition. They did have that pit crew competition this afternoon starting at 5 o'clock, and that set the starting order for the race. Wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty like awesome, that. right? Yeah, yeah I the, think so. So the Ty Gibbs, his team, was the fastest on pit road. But it also involved the driver because you had to get off pit road. It's not only um, the pit crew. It is – the driver getting out of the, the pit box. Yep. So it's the total time. I'm looking forward to just seeing North Wilkesboro. I remember watching the last race there. Jeff yep. Gordon won the race. Yep. It was sad. And, and here's the part of the sad part is the track kind of fell in disrepair before it even closed. Yeah. They did not keep up. The track was not kept in the best condition. Times were changing. NASCAR's popularity was soaring, and you're getting new fans to the sport. You had traditional fans, but still new fans who expected more from a racetrack. And Wilkesboro didn't have it. The every you know the stands were in disrepair. Bathrooms were in disrepair. They didn't have the luxury suites, which now, and that's not just NASCAR. That's all sporting events has really, you know, spun towards the luxury suite, the exclusive experience. Yeah, but you know, at the end of the day, Big Mike, we hung in there, and we're still the fans that are still there, and I think that's why they did this. 
I, I agree with that. Because we're still going to go. I, I would. Hey, T Bone's going up there this weekend. No. No, he he, uh, he had a, a work thing. So no, I talked to him today. He was supposed to go. He's kind of bummed. This is. I hope this happens next year. I I, I hope yeah. Wilkesboro. I think I'll make. I I'm about ninety eight percent sure I'd buy a ticket and get up there because this is a racetrack. I think they're going to keep this racetrack alive. And I think you're going to see an event like this, a special event, an all-star weekend, maybe a, just like they do the Coliseum, the Bush clash, maybe the Bush clash ends up. Look, at the, the short tracks, a very integral part of the sport. I think so. And we lost them. We lost a yeah. lot of them. We went to this intermediate and, you know, to be honest with you, half of them are just kind of boring. I agree. And, but that was the big rage in the 90s. Yeah. Was to build an intermediate track, a mile and a half, mile and a half, mile Yeah, and so a half. they could sit 140,000 people. You know? Correct. Correct. And, now they're taking seats away. Yeah. They're not, not selling as many nah, seats. It's, it's, but, but it's okay. They're still selling not as many seats. It's still a lot of seats. They're so... If a track selling, you know who's going? You and I. The, the, yeah. the same fans. The that same fans that have been going yep. thick and thin. You're 100 percent right. And so. I hope NASCAR doesn't forget that because <laughs> you know what, Big Ed, I don't think they will, especially you know, this year's NASCAR 75th anniversary. There's a lot of to do. They named the 75 top drivers, best drivers in NASCAR history. They added an additional 25. Should we get the Subway Slam to do like a top 15? I was just going to say, are we doing 75? No, Subway's not joining us tonight. So we don't have the Subway list. No, that's all right. That's okay. We'll, we'll have uh, – maybe we'll do two next week. Oh, I do have a trivia question though for NASCAR. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love trivia. The Who put the last Oldsmobile? In, in Victory Lane? In Victory Lane. Oof. Would that be Harry Gant? That's what I was thinking too, but I thought he drove a Buick last. Ah, but he said the last one that went into victory lane, right? Yes. Then I go Harry uh, Gant, handsome Harry. It's not a bad guess. That's correct. Wow. <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. What year? Ninety-two. Uh, Ninety-two. Ah, the so last it was probably the last year. There was the last year of Oldsmobile, uh, yep. right? 92. Yeah, I don't think uh, Oldsmobile is maybe on the circuit the following no, year. Harrigan definitely wasn't running Oldsmobile after that. They The GM consolidated. They went from having Pontiac, Buick, Chevrolet, Oldsmobile down to Chevy Pontiac, and then eventually just Chevrolet. Yeah. No. Which I miss having all those brand, even yeah, all GM yeah. brands. I miss having them. And it was cool to see – I think that's my favorite era with the race cars as far as aesthetics of the race cars is the 70s. I think yeah. those were the coolest looking race cars. Sure. Um, they probably but, had to be the most challenging to drive at high speeds because they were not aerodynamic. They were very, yeah, yeah. Even when they bricks, built the aero car, they were still wind. loose. Yeah. You know, even the aero cars, believe me, there was very little room for error. You go fast, but you better not make a mistake. No. But right behind it would be the cars from the 80s, 
into the early nineties. Not bad. Those, yeah. Yeah. I but you could still tell, you could still tell, but you know what? You could tell the difference between a Grand Prix, uh, a Regal, yeah. a Cutlass and a Monte Carlo. You could tell the difference. T-Bird. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the GM products were similar, but I mean, you could still tell the difference. Absolutely. And then going into the nineties, it got harder. Yeah. And then, you know, now it's like, uh, you just got to look for the logo. Oh yeah. That's a Chevy white. Well, it's got a badge on it. <laughs> Yeah. It's gotten better now. The the one that yeah, was the worst, it, yeah. was the car of tomorrow when that that came along. That those were all cookie cutter cars, and that was probably the worst looking race car of, in NASCAR yeah. history. Just that was a flop. Very boring. Very the boring CO2, looking race yeah, car. The car yeah. of tomorrow. Car of tomorrow. Now it's the COI. Car of yesterday. C. Wow, I'm pretty sharp. I'm a little sharp tonight. That doesn't See, Mike, I, I can't get nothing by you. I'm throwing. This is my best stuff. I'm even. <laughs> uh, I'm even peppering big, some of these. Big Ed, I got a little. I'll take a little like underneath the armpit and like, whipping it down, and you're like, mm, COI. Yeah, I, I got. I got it. Two, two dinglings. Yeah, two dinglings talking. Two dinglings. Get dinglings. We are a show of dinglings. Yeah. Being a show of dinglings it makes us a Chuck Berry fan. We are. Yes. You're dingling. Ding You're dingling. Everyone gets a dingling. <laughs> you must be playing with your dingling. Ding I played that for Lady Jill. She she was like, she did not understand the song. I'm like, what? Yeah, she just she she wasn't feeling it. She also didn't feel. I was telling Casey, mm, this is great. This is this is kind of this is off the the show script, but we're gonna go with it. She also didn't feel your dingling. So she's felt my dingling before. Ah! Sorry, Lady Joe. I told people oh, to touch my dingling. All right. All right let's, uh, anyway, I, I had Lady Joe watch one of my most favorite movies this past week, and I, I was looking for excitement out of her, and I did not get it. I'm not surprised, and this is no knock to Lady Joe. Yeah. This is just my taste and Lady Joe's taste are 180 out. We watched American Graffiti. Oh, nice. Yep. I was very excited to show her this film. <laughs> she was not excited to. She was it. not excited. After the movie, she told me Grease was better. I'm like, uh, but uh, it's a different movie. Lady Jill, it's a different a movie. Grease was a musical. American Graffiti yeah. was kind of a. a Come on, a, Grease was the word. Come on. So All it was was a word. She 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 was not impressed. But I'm like, look at all these great actors and actresses that are in this film that went on to do great. Oh yeah, Ron Howard, yep. Cindy Williams. Harrison Ford, mm -hmm. Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. They were all very young and kind and, of up and, and coming. George, and George Lucas directing. Sure, it. George Lucas directing this film. He was young, up and coming. This is pre Star Wars. Yep. Did I watch this with you, Case? No. No. Okay. It's cool. I haven't watched this. Great soundtrack. Movie in a long time. Yeah. Cool good soundtrack. Cool, I, I, cool songs. Cool, cool Suzanne Summers. Suzanne Summers. How can you forget her? Uh, the, the, the T Bird. Girl and the T Bird. Yeah. That was Richard Dreyfus chasing her all night. Chasing her around all uh, yeah. night. And then you had Wolfman Jack. You know, you know. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's right. Hey, babies. This is Wolfman <laughs> Jack coming at you. Hey, babies. So, Case, can I talk about three minutes about music and just what? Uh, sure. I, 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 and this is something I want to talk with our fans, our listeners, because I want them involved. And so, last sure. night I'm doing my, um, I picked, I worked a uh, night shift a week to help out around. The Cito. So I had uh, I put on some music, put some earbuds on. I was doing my closing checklist, you know, and 
prioritizing the day for the next group, blah, blah, blah. And I listened to the soft parade, start to finish. I haven't done that in you know, a year or two. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I think I want to just keep doing music that I like and I want to share it. But at the same time, it, it, it's got to be on Naughty. But if the fans have something, they, they should blurt it out. It really should be about them. But that's what I'm leading towards anyway. Okay. Well, if, if they, I, I notice that my, oh, if you guys want us to review, there's a couple things you can go about it. You can reach us on Twitter at Beer Seats, or you can email, email us at the show at warmbeerandcheapseats.com. Or you can reach out on Facebook. Naughty Radio has a Facebook. Uh, yes. Like them, subscribe, you know, like their page. And when they put it in post, be like, hey, we're like a rock and roll retrospective on such a such album. Yeah. Can we, can we make that happen? Hey, the captain knows how to get in touch with us, man. Uh, and the captain's a groovy dude. Yeah, I just uh, talked so, to him today. So, yeah, we, 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 can, we can do that. And we're open to it. We're open. We to want. It. I would. Just, lo- I would it's love just to a think- thought, you know. We 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 kill ourselves yeah. coming up with themes and stuff to do, which is fine. But sometimes I'm like, you know, let's just do what we like to listen to, share it. Right. And if there's something that you like and you want to share, I'd be more than happy to do it. And at the same time, put in the code Big Ed and get your discount when you buy it at Naughty Radio. There yes. you go. So right. tune in, gang. Just a yeah. thought before I forgot, because I, I got a rule. You can, you know, you could tell the enthusiasm of music that I enjoy, and the reviews are a little more livelier. This one, I you know, is, is going to be. Uh, this is a great gonna, one. It's going to be a fucking powerhouse. This is, you know, Bobby Plant banging his chest from start to finish. All right, hold, hold on. We got some. Oh, we got their hands, hands up. Uh, sweet Melissa. Yes. We're gonna call on you. Go ahead. I'm I'm apologizing ahead of time because raising my hand nine times out of ten means it's not related to what we're talking oh, about. Okay, now. that's okay. That, that this is warm beer in the cheap seats. I don't yeah. know if you've listened to us <laughs> yeah. before. That's what we do. She's like Billy likes chocolate milk. <laughs> right. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I never. I don't think. I realized who Ron, I know who Ron Howard is. Happy Days. Did you I not know. watch Happy Days? Well, yes, I love it. And that's Opie Cunningham. Come on. Well, was Eddie Murphy. Remember Opie Cunningham? That that movie is like that's kind of pissed to, 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 to Happy Days, Happy days because yeah. Happy oh. Days first season was 78, 77. I'm going to say 76. No. No. I bet it was 75. Was it that early? Okay. Yeah. Maybe 74. Yeah, yeah. Because they eight seasons. Graffiti was 73, 74. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. And so, yeah, Happy Days kind of came. What a great, that man, what a great TV show. And they had a run. They had a great run. Great run. Well, I love that show. And when I saw him in the picture, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Ron Howard, man. Now he's a great. Uh, it was a director. great show until they all went on vacation. It's a, that, that happens a lot, oh, you know. Yeah. Like you know, the Brady Bunch. Good. When they go to when they go to Hawaii, okay, it's the writing's on the wall. You so know. if you there's a good story because it's uh cute cousin Oliver. It's uh Gary Marshall is ahead of that show. That's Penny Marshall's dad, right? Right. You get a lot of sitcom, uh, sitcoms of that era and stuff. Yeah, He's yeah. Saying he wanted, uh, and I'm retelling the story that was told to you know uh, by Henry Winkler. So if you watch the, the first fonts season, for you guys, so out the there, fonts. You if you watch the early, early, early episode, you can tell because the fonts wears like a red jacket. They did not want him to wear leather. They did not correct because 
uh, according to the notes of the, you know, it, again, TV was run by guys that have n- no no connection of, with real the real world. The real world, uh-huh. they don't understand writing or art or this or that. They're just like, look, if he wears leather, then he's a hoodlum. Right. They didn't want him to be a hood. So Gary Marshall's like, yeah, but he rides a motorcycle and leather is going to protect him. They're like, well, if he's by a motorcycle, then he can wear leather. So they they shoehorn the motorcycle in as many scenes. So the Fonz can wear his leather jacket. Early on, so he can wear the leather jacket. Yeah. So that then they started doing scenes like where I guess they would be in front of the, the diner and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, the the motorcycle's there and the Fonz is being the Fonz. But he can wear his leather. But isn't that isn't that bizarre to think about that today? It's not that long ago. I know. We're talking in the 1970s. Yeah. That's bizarre. I mean. The Fonz is cool. I never thought of the Fonz as a hood. I wanted to be the friend of the Fonz. And see, Arthur that, that, Fonzarelli. That's, a, that's another. And that's another I just guy. wanted to I listen just, to free music. He, he, yeah, because he hit the jukebox <laughs> yeah. and come on. He, he, he kind of got that role for another movie he just did around that time. Uh like the Lords of Flatbush or something, I believe. Yeah, it, it was yeah, Lords yeah. of Flatbush with Sylvester Stallone. It was, it was a little earlier than that, but yeah. yeah, it was correct. I mean, he's kind of that same character in a sense, other than he's they're in Wisconsin. He's got like a Brooklyn. Head. I know. How's that happen? <laughs> it never made sense. But this is TV. He was a transplant from Flatbush. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, he, he, fit, he fit the bill. Hey, where can I get a slice? To like a slice. <laughs> slice of what? Cheese. <laughs> yeah, jumping uh, the shark. Uh, jumping su- the shark. Super fan yeah. die mentioned jumping the shark was where the phrase came from. The phrase come from, it came from. The Fonz was hey. on skis and jumped a shark. And so a guy that, that works now for Howard Stern, like kind of coined that term in a sense and started a website called Jump the Shark. And then he would describe TV shows that w- the moment they jumped the shark, he watched a lot of TV. And then I guess TV Guide had bought the rights to the, the website. That, that's okay. you know what you're. I, that's a true story. I heard him tell that story on the air. And then if you Google, if you go to jump, jump the shark, it goes to like TV Guide, which TV Guide is kind of dead anyways. But they wanted him away, and they but want his web Why? traffic. Why did they want him away? Because he was stealing their web traffic. But okay. but if they get the web traffic from people going to his website, they just go to TV Guide, so then they, they can it, sell they, advertising. They, correct. Et cetera, et cetera. It's a click. It's a click. They get him there, and then so he didn't work for a while, and then I forget how he got into. Someone introduced him to Howard Stern, and then uh, you know he's been part of that show since. Wait, who's that now? Uh, John Hine. Uh, you know, hit him with the Hine. You know, hit him with the Hine. Hit him with the Hine. So, getting a little off track there. Mm-hmm. You know what? You hit me I with. Started it. No, that's all right. <laughs> Some I mean, nostalgia of the TV guide. I remember getting that in the mail. My mom and well, dad got it in the mail. You had to plan your week. What am I watching this? What week? am I watching? And they always had some kind of article at the beginning of the TV guide. And we only had three channels. You think you'd need a TV guide now? Well, and yeah. hey, I got to be as thick as the Suffolk County phone book. <laughs> I, I'm People saying, are like, "What's a phone book?" <laughs> that's another thing. Phone books. What's a truck? Yeah. 
But TV guys, I remember getting phone books like they would drop them in your front door. But I remember like more recent, like ten or so years ago. Yeah, I remember that. I don't feel like I need this. Like even that long ago, like what do I do with this? You throw it away or use it to use it as a step. Yeah. Yep. To boost your seat. Phone books. So did you see the article I sent you on I I Taco never Bell? Knew, wait. Did any one of you know the phrase Taco Tuesday has been copyrighted? I didn't know that. I thought that's just a general I love this article, Casey. I love this guy's like, look, we're not fighters, but you know what? I'll I'll make sure that the Taco Bell pays their lawyers well. Like yeah, you well, say, are you saying I'm in it for the you know? Yeah, apparently they coined it in the eighties. Um, all right, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Taco John's. First off, they're like a Midwest chain. They had I was astounded to know they had 400 stores. I didn't even know. Holy they were that shit! Big. That's a for a Midwest chain. That's a lot. Yeah, they go like Midwest to the Southwest. Uh, I don't think they're. I don't think they're in California. I know they're like in Arizona. Uh, they might be in Utah. Um, I, I guarantee you, they're in Houston and Arizona. They're like the fast food. If you can make it in those two cities, then you're ready to branch. You out. can make it anywhere. Yeah. You know what? Uh, of the taco chains, if have you if, eaten there? All right. Look, if I was going to go rate my do top, your ta- do top your taco three, top ta- taco top three of fast food taco chains, I'm going Taco John. Wow. Del Taco. Oh yeah, Del Taco. They got the and deal. Then, and then Taco Bell can just sit in third place. They're just the biggest. They're not mean mm-hmm. the best. Not the best. They just have big footprint. No, but their steak burritos are not bad. And the AM little mm-hmm. breakfast thing is not too bad either. Tell me about Taco John's. Taco John's had, does this like meat and potato burrito as <clears throat> fantastic. You had me at meat and potato. And then they do another yeah. one with like, uh, I think like they throw some tots in there, which I'm like, come on. Oh, buddy. Anything with tots yeah. is good. Tots with the crunch, it's the texture, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's yep. a, yes, big Ed. It's the whole experience with a tot. It's the texture, taste. Oh, tots! I love you, tots. Mm. Mm. Totsy, tots. Mm, well, uh, the the other case asked me about um, Moe's. Uh, I don't know. I'm just thinking about. Do, like do, a, do you would I'm you include those? Like as a, a, that's a burrito place. Yeah, they're, they're just a straight burrito place. That the Chipotle. That's like another niche within. It. I'm just talking about like an old fashioned like uh, taco, taco place. I guess Tijuana Flats could be. I do like next. a Tijuana Flats. It's not bad oh, Tijuana Flats. I, wanna, I need an order now for Tijuana and Welcome to Moe's. Oh, it's not. T- Tijuana Flats Moe's. start by a bunch of kids from UCF. Oh really? Yeah. So Orlando. Yeah, their situation. first store is like Goldenrod and University. That's, I do like the fact the, that's that, the original one. So is that store still there? Oh yeah. Ooh, legendary. Yep. I do like the great selection of hot sauces. Uh, it's all oh, about yeah. slap my ass and call me Sally, folks. That's oh my. The only one that matters. All right. First off, I would love to watch you put that hot sauce in your food. Oh, slap my ass and call me Sally. I do because it's sweet. Oh, okay. It's a sweet because like, I don't even think it could be called a black hot sauce. pepper will kill this woman. Right. Oh, so a hot sauce would be. I think yeah. they should call it a sweet sauce. That one. Okay. Well, it's possible. Or just a sauce. Yeah. 
It's just but how sex. do we rate those then? Tijuana, welcome to Moe's, and Chipotle. well, that's the next step up the food chain from fast food. Is kind of I'm kind of you know it's kind of like intermediate. You know, I'm kind of burned out on Chipotle. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm toasty on that. I do like their bowls, but I'm I'm just burned out. I'm burned what out. What about Kidoba? Because I feel like they are gone, except no, they're around like up north. Yeah, I kind of like them. Probably I think Moe's of, of I haven't been in Moe's in a long time. I I, I kind of have like a, a a yearning for Moe's. I forget about Moe's. I'm kind of glad we have this talk. Do you guys have Huey Magoo's out there? They just Big Ed. They I just started just popping up. One. How uh, are they? Uh, Huey, <laughs> Huey, Huey Magoo's. Everybody is that chick uh, chicken tender joint, right? It's just tenders, yeah. And yeah. they have this watermelon iced tea that it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah they, I just there's one out by the track out in Daytona. We, we hit it. Don't they only have chicken tenders though? <sighs> yes. But you say that like it's a bad thing. How is it just only chicken? Chicken tenders are great. How many times a month? Can you can I eat a chicken tender? Thirty. Thirty, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. How many times can you eat a Big Mac a month? I mean, Jesus, the same. Thirty. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Not a Big Mac fan. I don't know. I Big like Macs are good. Never been sick from a Mac. Me either. I, Big Mac I just yearned for another. You know, I was like double down. I haven't had one in probably two months <laughs> oh. since I, my last Big Mac. No, it's way long. Years. 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 Yeah. I, every I, every once in a while, I get a craving for it, and I got hours. I gotta, I gotta hours ago. Hours. Yeah. Mm. Last night on the way home from work, yeah, I couldn't. Now was it a Big Mac? And did you what what, what was the sidecar with the Big Mac? Well, it's a number one, large. Okay, so you got the fries. fries, Okay, of course. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Sometimes what I like to include is nuggets. I like to throw a four-piece nugget in there. Yeah, the thought did cross my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm glad we're in the same. Trying to be, it's trying to be mindful, but I do like a four-piece nug. You know, Casey's totally done that. Yeah, nuggets. I don't I didn't know. know that was the option. A Big Mac and chase it down with a nugget and a coke. with a nugget, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, I might. <laughs> sli- you know what? Next time, I, uh, Big Mac, I might slide a nug and on the, the Big, Big Mac. Mac. Yes. Hey, a Big Mac. Be, there might be there might be a Casey meal. Casey <laughs> Listen, a Big Mac is up there with an Arby's beef and cheddar. Like if you're in, a, you know, <laughs> and like a like by Buford, you know. I kind of like hurry. a stock. I kind of like a stock. You can just kind of choke it down without a drink, you know. It without just a, it slides down the gullet. Yeah, it's one of those. You got, you got, it's saucy enough. Give me a dial, blow me in a hurry. You know, that's what a Big Mac's like. Buford T. Justice. Nobody takes from me. Someone on the message board talked about the Whopper. When's the last time you've had a Whopper? from the old BK? BK. You know what? The, 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 in theory, Whopper is a great concept but it's never fucking charbroiled fresh it's as shitty as it's worse than mcdonald's that's why there's you it, here in orlando at midnight the only uh mcdonald's opens one on i drive and one on 436 yeah what what, what restaurant is this is this uh, mcdonald's or mcdonald's okay mcdonald's and mcdonald's will have cars wrapped around the drive-thru and and, and if you're in a hurry you take your chances and you go to bk Hey, can I get a uh, Whopper number one, please? Uh, we don't have any burgers. 
No, I, I swear to God. Can I, hey, can I get a number two? Uh, uh, what, what, and I'd like a, a large onion ring. Uh, we don't have onion rings. So, and it happens more than it doesn't, you know, at this particular one. The one case up on 436 up here. What's fries that? Suck. Their what coffee that? sucks. I don't think oh, so. Oh, their coffee is not good. Their coffee's okay. I, 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 get, I don't like their coffee. No. I, I'll yeah. wait online at McDonald's for a black coffee, McDonald's black coffee, and I'll drive by the Burger King with nobody online. I'm okay with PK's coffee. I'm okay. I'll take a McDonald's coffee over Starbucks. Huh? I will too. Oh, yeah. I don't like I don't like Starbucks. Starbucks and Chipotle. I don't go in there. It's, it's overrated, overpriced. Just you can have it. Hey, I will take a coffee with no line versus a coffee and a line all day. No matter who produces said coffee. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. You must like being disappointed because. <laughs> 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 Burger King misses the mark. Swing and a miss. They can't hit the fastball. Here's the thing. If I had to choose between a Mickey D's coffee or a BK, it would be Mickey D's. Right. Of course. See, I don't know. What, all right. Uh, I, I think the people that were involved with BK are definitely not. Because hmm. the BK that we grew up as kids. Different. Completely different. different. Remember, you, they... They bring order to you. Yeah, they give you popcorn. Just remember that 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 was the dinner thing. Popcorn. Yes. Yes. Burger King had like a dinner promotion where you ordered the meal. Remember, hold the pickle, hold the lettuce, have it your way. Now it's like uh, you're lucky you're getting it. So the slogan's completely changed. I'm sorry, we're out of stock. So here's the thing: if some of our fans out there may remember this, they Burger King made a big push for like a dinner. To be a dinner place where they would, so you would go to the counter, you'd order your meal. Yep. They would give you popcorn to take to your table and it was unlimited. And then they would bring the food out to you and it was in tray. It was on a plastic tray, but the food was served in a cardboard tray. With with paper. With paper. Yeah. They kind of class it up a little bit. So uh, I forget what they called that. Now, there was now, a- they, now they ass it up. Yeah. Um, see, uh, T Bone knows like a family that was involved with. Uh, yes, they, they, still the are. they still are. Oh, no. They have a. They have a, a, almost oh. all of them in Orlando. They, they do other uh, concepts as well. I think they would do them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but see, I'm. I don't. I don't know what what their input is with BK anymore. Um. Because their other concepts are good, and they they know hospitality, so I, I I just don't know their involvement. Hmm. You know, so I find it surprising. That's all. Because a couple of them have closed down around here. Mm-hmm. Burger Kings. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's that's pretty sad for a fast well, food quick service joint. To well, it's shut a, leg- down. a legacy one too. Yeah. You know, I mean, but there's a lot of competition, and you know, when you had like the other. Burger joints that just popped up, Five Guys, mm-hmm. Burger Five, uh, Smash Burger, it, it, all, the, all the, those. I mean, it becomes very saturated. Sure, you look at them. You look at the, the and those are good burgers too. Oh, they are great burgers. Oh yeah, Culver's. So when the Culver's, Culver's, yeah, Cul- Culver's. Oh, their yeah, onion rings. Butter Burger. Culver's is kicking ass. Oh, the Butter Burger. Yeah, but just their onion rings alone is enough to get me to go there to drive to. Culver's is fantastic. 
It might be better than uh, I think the greatest thing ever exported out of uh, Wisconsin, and that's including Aaron Rodgers. Mm. I do, I do like to get the cheese curds and Culver's. The curds are pretty solid. Look, or they do curds. their own. Bl- it's not called a blizzard, but they do the same thing like DQ. Uh, they what do they call it? Concrete, Concrete mixer. mixer. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> they don't turn it upside down though. They're custard, which, is, which I'm okay with. Their custard's on right? point, man. Yeah, they're, 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 that's a that's a long drive through line too. That's a yeah. wait. It's 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 a happy one though. I feel like you know you're getting amazing. Yes, it's gonna be good. It's not gonna be. Um, no, we're out of uh, we're out of burgers. Oh, well, and I was just thinking, they're not gonna go. We're we're out of onion rings. Right. I didn't know Burger King was famous for infamous for running out of all kinds. I thought it was just ice cream. No, that's McDonald's. That's Mickey D's. The ice no, cream machine down. Oh, them too? No, that's just because they don't want to do it. It's, it's very labor intensive. It's yeah. a, a pure lazy. I don't remember I McDonald's doing that ever. I haven't had it done to me. I've read about it. I've not yet experienced now, it. Now, speaking of ice cream oh, and custard and whatnot, I, I think a McDonald's cone is pretty solid too. True. Pretty solid. You guys ever eat at Dustin's Barbecue? Uh, I have with you, Big Ed. I have. Negative. Yes. So what? What is? What do you do when you leave? Do you get ice cream? Yeah. But the, you know, you don't have to wait till you leave. By the way, you can just you, you can do whatever it, you want. You whatever you want. Whatever yeah. It is like before the meal. I, I learned. I learned that many many years meal. ago. Huh. <laughs> like, wait. I mean, cream. I could get ice cream while I wait for my food. This is fucking genius. So you have like an ice cream app, you know. I like Dustin's. I enjoyed Dustin's. Yeah, yeah. Good salad bar. Friend of mine had her rehearsal dinner there. At Dustin's real, cla- real classy. Nice. Yeah, classed up. Yeah. Tight Assville, baby. <laughs> there it is. We, uh, advertisement for Wilkesboro on TV. Yeah. Oh, I got Little Caesars. Are you guys watching wrestling? Yeah. Little Caesars. Listen, that. Oh, I'm, I'm, there we go. I got. I must be a few seconds behind you. Yeah, because now oh, I got you, might, you might have different advertisements. Over there. You know what? No, I got Wilkesboro. I just was like an eight second delay for cheap pizza. I do like Little Caesars. Still has like a sure. I, I for you know it's it's not it's not a good pop. Right, look, just give me their crazy bread oh, and marinara. That's it. That's all. Yeah. I'm Holy shit. I'm good. There's a guy. Last night, there's a guy I work with. He works in the sales department, and he always comes checks me before he leaves. It's like my plane's gonna make it in the morning, you know. And he looks at the tail numbers. And he's like, "Good," but every night he goes to Little Caesars and he gets a pie. And he eats every them. night. Uh, That's not look. Healthy. I worked four nights this week. I worked. I covered. I they, we hired someone anyway. I worked the night shift. It was easier to do it this way. So I was like, "I'll just work nights. We'll train them during the day." And uh, I, I kind of BS with this guy. And three out of the four nights, he had a box of uh, a Caesar box on his on his desk. That's not good. I mean, he's a, he's a big dude. Yeah, it, it, I would imagine he's a bigger dude. But I love that he's like, yeah, what, what, what are my plans are going in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> like you're safe. All your birds are gone. Now Cameron's planes, on the other hand, wah wah. <laughs> well, we we found a local place by us. It's like a, it's just like a one-off little mom pop little. But like an old school sports bar. They're the best. Like an old G Peps, you know? Listen, they, they butcher their own meat there. Nice. Wow. That that doesn't happen in any restaurant. That you are 
That doesn't happen that, in steakhouses. That, that's anymore. where that's where they get their their burgers come from. The yes. trimming that just shows you the amount of hours this guy's putting in if he's grinding his own meat. Listen, because that's a daily thing. You get you know, and not to be be confused with beating your meat, grinding your meat. Yes. All right, Big Mike, easy. Settle down. Do you need a Do you need a bathroom break? What? No. All right, just checking. Yeah, made to order. You know, everything's made to order. Uh, they, they run a scratch kitchen. Uh, and this is in a... So what is the rest of the meat yeah. used for? Like he has a steak on, a small steak or something like that? or Yeah, mm-hmm. he does like patty melts. He's got like little steaks and sirloins. Yeah, because and- I, I was wondering, you know, where do he... He obviously uses the trimmings to grind, right? How's the following it, for this place? Does it have a pretty solid following? Very, very busy. Yeah. Uh, Awesome chili, great great wings. They they do fresh cut, you know, fries. Wow. See, that's that's you're not getting that in many places. But and it's like to me, it's like a dive bar, like not a dive bar, but like it, it can be a. It, you know what? From the outside, it looks like, and you go inside, it's very yeah. well maintained. It's got a big horseshoe bar, but it's got two dining rooms. Dump wow. on the outside. Really What's the nice name of this place, inside. Casey? Stadium yeah. Pub. Huh. It's in Newport Ritchie. But like in a hidden spot. Uh, yeah, it's, you have to like look for it. Yeah, it's uh, it's in a weird spot off Seven Springs. It's kind of in between Newport Ritchie, Holiday, Tarpon. How'd you get turned on to this place? Driven by it a million times. And I was just like, said, and I just I'm said, with- you know what? Let's just drive there and just try it out. I didn't feel like cooking. She didn't feel like cooking. Let's just go out. Oh, wow. Really good. Really good food. I had ordered food from there before, but I had no idea where it was. Um, and then when Casey saw it, I was like, wait a second. I swear I've ordered food. And I remembered it being good. But obviously, how many times do you get takeout that's like, oh, this is amazing? Well, and their, their wings were interesting. She did the unbreaded. I did the breaded because I'm. I'll try someone's breaded wings. And their breaded wasn't too much. Um, yeah, I was jealous. But it was sauce. a good sized wing. You got good meat on it. You know, it, it wasn't sauce. How was the sauce? What what kind yeah. of sauce did you go I, with? I just went with a classic buffalo. And? Yeah, fine. I'm I'm gonna step it up and see the hotter ones. Sometimes okay. they'll they'll tell the talent how good is it. Are we just gonna just douse it in vinegar and just or, call it hot or are we gonna nah, have a flavor? You know? And yeah. you know, but that's that's the skill level. Let's see how good their skill is. So I'm gonna play around with some of their sauces but i just got the classic buffalo i, I thought it was a, we had like two meals out of it mm-hmm. wow it's places like that get me excited yeah, yeah yeah and i was like oh it's right around the corner from the house real close they have a reuben burger that i was afraid to try i oh wanted my. to try it and they have a cuban burger nice. yeah i saw that too oh and and they do a philly and they get the bread from Amarosa Bakery. Oh, yeah. Yes. They nice. import the bread. Imported and, bread. And they're Cuban. They get from uh, Ebor. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, the what's the big bakery? Um, I'm, Mauricio's? I'm gonna, well, it's either going to be that or La Segunda. Yeah, yeah Segunda. Segunda is on, uh, on Nebraska. Right, right, right. Nebraska right. and uh, Hillsborough. Correct. Cuban. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You could go in La Segunda and they're cooking. They're doing the bread right there. They, the way they it smells uh, so good. Cheese. Yeah. I, I, I would. They put I they put the uh, palm frond in there. It's pretty cool. But yeah, it's a. Is it that or a banana leaf or something? Right? I, I, no, it's it's a palm. I think it's palm frond. Yeah. 
I would have to do this. If Lady Lady Joe and I went there and we we're in a sandwich mood, somebody would have to order a cube and somebody would have to order a cheesesteak and then you split it. Do the old splitsky. Splitsky, yeah. So you get both. Mm-hmm. Unless yours is that good, you're like, nah, you can just get it next time. <laughs> next time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So good. Amazing. But, you, you know, we have a right here near Studio C, I was telling you about. Mm. There's a sports bar called Tom's Tavern. That's a newer one. That newer opened, one. Right. So this is, yes, this that one. was Uncle Fats. It right? was called Uncle Fats. And prior to that, it was known as the. The Proud Line. Proud Line. Which oh. was Tampa legend. The, the ori- not the original, but when they relocated. Relocated. Right, right, right. The Proud so Line. Tom's they had Tavern. the best Reuben. Oh, God. Yes. So Tom's Proud. Tavern, much like your bar. It, it, this place, fantastic hamburger. Lady Joe got a black and blue burger. I had a couple bites Ooh, of that. Very tasty. Yeah. I got the wings. The wings were, they were not breaded. They were a traditional buffalo wing. Good sauce. Good size wing. I requested them crispy. They came out crispy. I was happy. Mm. We did get fried pickles. The fried pickles were very good breaded nicely you could see they were they were definitely not a frozen situation chip or spear chip okay breaded chip very tasty with a they had like a spicy ranch dipping sauce that's fun that's very nice Mm -hmm. but again a a good i I want it like personally with a i'm not a big sauce guy but when it comes to a, a fried pickle i'm gonna get saucy uh, you got to get saucy with I the I want to get saucy with the fried pickle. Now, you ready for this? You still want to get it on your shirt. I've learned that. Correct. This bar not only has lunch and dinner, they do breakfast Wednesday through Saturday. Mm. All right. I'm listening. So I have not yet eaten there for breakfast. Mm. I had I met I met with somebody who ate there for breakfast that it wasn't bad. How early are they open? I don't know. We gotta Do find out. We gotta find out and investigate. Might this. have to. I might have to change my route in the morning. Yeah, and stop at Tom's Tavern and say I ate breakfast at a bar today. Yes. Yeah, I started. My Probably day. get a Bloody Mary with breakfast or a mimosa. I'm sure. I guarantee it. Guarantee or a, it. Or a red eye or something. Oh yeah. What's a red eye? It's just beer and tomato juice. Is that the yep. beer and tomato. Okay. You it's, the hang, it's the hangover, hangover cure. Yep. Big Texas beer. Yeah. Take that in the, in the satchel of uh, Goody's headache powder. Your day's there you good. Go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Goody's powder. I'm telling you, I, it used to be my recipe. Goody's headache powder in a V8 and a yep. bottle of water. Yep. That doesn't do it. You ha- you you drank whatever you did the night before. Do different. Mm. Yeah, change it up. Yeah. There you go, kids. Really? I hope I hope you're taking notes out there. Wait, you do it differently? Well, yeah, because uh, obviously it didn't work. Yeah, because it should. That's a cure. But I said that's a cure all, and it doesn't cure all. That whatever you did the night before, don't, don't do, do that. Yeah. Don't do it. Oh my god, that's funny. Hm, I like it. Good. I was, that's what I was going for. That's what he was going for. Mm-hmm. Because he's oh. big Ed. Home run. 
should I talk a well? I, I'm going to talk a couple things. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Right, take right. it. Take it which, away. Which we kind of talked about. All right. One, because uh, we mention a lot of wrestling on the show. We do. So, um, and I don't have Subway Slam here. He'll be back next week. Everyone, just settle down. He's okay. Just sometimes he has obligations. He, he's got obligations. He's he's in high demand. We're lucky we have him as much as we. Yeah, can. we are very fortunate. That he pencils us in like he does. I mean, I've got a video of him, but I'm gonna save it for when he's here. Mm, that is right. that uh, this the Subway Slams uh, patriarch sent it to me. Oh yeah, did you get it? Uh, I've seen uh, clips. I've seen clips. With his wig. Yes. Yes. Yeah, a, a gallant event. He's got to stick to his his whatever key he's going to sing. He's got to stick it. He's not Robert Plant yet. No, no, no. But listen, I know he's he's finding if, his voice. But, I guess. But, but if you're going to do something, just just go all in. And he's, he, oh, he's all in. He was all that's in. That's it. That's all. That's yeah. all he needs to do. Yeah, he definitely was all in. No, hats uh, off. He's got balls the size of Cleveland. This kid. Yeah, he's going to be special. Of course, he's Subway. He's Subway. Yeah. He's a Subway slam. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take his route and uh, kind of mention, you know, a little bit more of the wrestling. Um, the passing of a wrestling legend, mm. the yes. superstar Billy Graham. Um, Billy Graham, for folks that didn't know, he actually came up through the world of bodybuilding, was uh, great friends with Arnold, Arnold. Schwarzenegger during that, that whole uh, – Time of you know he was still big in bodybuilding and working Mr. Universe and uh, then he got into wrestling, beat Bruno San Martino, took the belt from him. He worked at a, which a, was a shocker, a in shocker the time. at the time. Yeah, I mean Bruno was the champ, and he worked it, it, all through different AWA, NWA, the WWF, and uh, he dropped the belt eventually to Bob Backlund. I don't think he had held a belt ever, you know, after that time. But he worked through the different promotions well through the 80s till almost to the, like 1990. Was, Which is a hell of a career. A hell of a, a span. Very, very, very long career. Is a, you know, and um, he was an advocate for, for health and, you know, uh, later on um, the dangers of steroids that people should stay away from them. So we didn't know, you know, the anabolic steroids. Mm and so forth uh but he passed away this week and um obviously shaped a lot of careers influenced a lot of people uh hulk hogan uh rick flair uh jesse the body aka the mind venture he a lot of people took cues from him he was he was a template of the modern wrestling that we know now well look at him look at his before Superstar Billy Graham came on the scene. A lot of these th these guys weren't bodybuilders. They were just big dudes. They didn't have the physiques that we see today. That he he really kind of ushered that in. Oh, the the physiques and and then you know and he was good with the stick too. Yes, you know you gave him the stick and uh, he could talk. And uh, so. You know, we had him, and then the other one that came out today, I was more shocked, though. Even his age, it shouldn't be shocked, but still shocking. 
uh, football legend uh, Jim Brown had passed away. Uh, Jim Brown was uh, 87. Good uh, life. Uh, you know, accomplished athlete. He came from like Syracuse when, when Syracuse was a powerhouse. Like that was the program. And Syracuse wasn't just the football. Like if you played football, you probably played lacrosse. Uh, and there were quite a few of them that just did double duty. They played both, and he did that. He was an accomplished lacrosse player, but, you know, professionally you're going to have to play football. He did that. Cleveland Browns, he played nine seasons in the NFL. He was eight-time All-Pro. Um, he had the record in rushing. I think he's the only one to, uh, to this day – um, average like over 100 yards rushing a game for his career. Uh, he had the touchdown record. A every record in rushing he had. Uh, Walter Payton, I believe, broke his record for total yards rushing finally in like 1984. True. Um, so it stood for a long time. He retired young. Part of it had to do with Art Modell, then the owner of the Browns. He didn't want him to go act. He didn't want him acting, and at the time it was uh, – Shooting Dirty Dozen. Mm. Good film. Folks, yeah. if you haven't seen the movie, it's a it's a great film. Uh a good good ensemble cast. Uh Telly Savalas. Yep. Kojak uh, before he was Kojak. Lee Marvin. Yeah. A lot Marvin. of great actors. A lot, lot of great. So anyways, uh, you know, he had a his, yeah, he had a good acting career. I think he had like over 50 acting credits uh, throughout. Uh, he was integral to the, you know, the American civil rights movement for uh, black Americans. Um, you know, and he wasn't a perfect figure. You know, obviously there are things that happen that, that make him imperfect or make him human. It, it is. But that's it all is. of us, right? Um, that's all of us. But he, he was a guy that went out there uh, as an athlete, played hard. Um, he wanted to do uh, and live his life by his his terms, and he, and he did, you know. And I I respect that because um, when he was put in the corner by a guy that wasn't paying him much money, he said, "All right, fine." And he walked from football and walked from his career to go into another career, career to do into another kind of career. unknown, right? Yeah, there's no guarantee. So, uh, you know, these two guys he passed away. Uh, Godspeed, gentlemen. Thank and, you for uh, all the good times. We'll, we'll Thank you for your contributions. Yeah, we'll catch you on the other side. That's it. Yeah. So, not to bring it down, but I did want to mention it. And it, you look, and uh, and then Subway texted me actually a, a story earlier. I, I didn't know him at, you know, of him as well. Uh, I guess the basis for the Smiths had passed away. Um, I, I don't know all the ins and outs. I know of the Smiths. It, it just wasn't in my wheelhouse. I know one big song. I know of Morrissey. Morrissey, you know, left the band and, you know, when, you know, those guys were just kind of left hanging in the wind. But I guess that, that was kind of a, an honorable mention. Uh, of of deaths. Yes. And th that was uh, this morning. I don't um, want to be the honorable eight, mention in eight, deaths. Andy, yeah. Andy Rourke, Andy Rourke, he was 69. So young, that's young, 69. Yeah, it's young for this era, for sure. So with that said, uh, here we go. 
I think it's time to transition to something else. Uh, do we usually do about this time? Big, Big Ed's, Ed's Rock and Roll, roll retrospective. retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Hey, guys, thank you. So once again, uh, I've got an album that did not make uh, Subway Slam's top 15. Led Zeppelin, the album Physical Graffiti, 1975. Physical Graffiti is the sixth album by the English powerhouse rock band Led Zeppelin and was recorded and released on their new label, Swan Song. The band wrote and recorded eight new songs for the album in early 74 at Headley Grange, a country house in Hampshire, which gave them a plethora of time to improvise and try new things and experiment and be spontaneous with the recordings. There was enough material to cover about three sides of an LP, so they decided to expand it into a double, including previously unreleased tracks from the sessions from the earlier albums, Led Zeppelin 3, 4, and Houses of the Holy. The album is as diverse as it is long, and I'm good with that. The session had originally started in 1973 and came to a halt, and the press said it was due to an illness of John Paul Jones, when in reality, John Paul Jones became disenchanted with touring and being in the group. And when he told Peter Grant he was thinking about quitting because of all the touring, Peter, Grant, Peter Grant, who was the manager of Led Zeppelin, gave John Paul Jones the rest of the year off to think about it. At the same time, Bad Company came in and used the rest of the studio time to record their debut album, Bad Company. Side notes, uh, Bad Company was the first, late, uh, first group to be signed by uh, Swan Song. Physical Graffiti was Led Zeppelin's first release on their own label, Swan Song. Previously, they were released by Atlantic Records, who would distribute the records. The album was a commercial and critical success, and when eventually issued, it reached number one in the UK charts. In the US, it debuted at number three on Billboard Pop Albums, since proven to be one of the most popular releases by the group, shipping 8 million copies in the United States. It was the first album to go platinum on advance orders alone. Shortly after its release, all previous Led Zeppelin albums simultaneously re-entered the top two album uh, Billboard album charts. The critics loved this album. Even Rolling Stone, they said they nailed it, and saying it is the band's Tommy, Beggar's Banquet, and Sgt. Pepper rolled into one. Village Voice critic Craig Christel, whose indecision on the band's songwriting abilities, said except for side two, the material often wanders into wide tracks, misconceived messages, and so forth. And after a while, Robert Plant begins to grate. This guy might have had his ear up his ass. The accolades for this album can be a show in itself. Going platinum 16 times in the U.S. alone, a hit worldwide. I wonder how Coldplay did on this one. The album is 15 tracks and clocks in at 82 minutes, 59 seconds. Led Zeppelin are Robert Plant on vocals, harmonica, Jimmy Page, electric acoustic, lap steel and slide guitars in production. John Paul Jones, bass guitar, mandolin, acoustic guitar, keyboards, mellotron. John Bonham, drums and percussion. So the album starts out with the custard pie, a mid-tempo song where Page played the guitar solo through the ARP synthesizer while Jones overdubbed on the Honer clavinet. Plant played harmonica. The plant vocals are guttural but strong. Bonham keeps it in the pocket and does his thing. The rover, I love the fills in this and our plant switches gears and finds a way to deliver the vocals while the band provides an earful of candy for Plant to sing over. In my time of dying, this was taken from a blind Willie Johnson song, Jesus Make My Dying Bed, probably one of the, the most defining songs on the Zeppelin catalog. John Bonham calls the shots on this track and would instruct the band of, on bridge, of bridges and when to come back and etc. 
He takes all the arrangement credits. The very end of the song features his off-mic cough, causing the rest of the group to break down at that point. Bonham subsequently shouts, that's going to be the one, hasn't it? Feeling it was the best take, it was felt on the album, and it shows the fans at Zeppelin were working band and took care of their recordings. How's It a Holy, the namesake for the previous album and an extra from that session and not used on the previous album because of the similarity to Dancing Days. It worked great for this album and nothing was changed. They just recorded it and laid the track and, and it was a print. Trampled Underfoot, a keyboard-driven, upbeat, and heavy track developed by John Paul Jones' clavinet jam session. Bottom would arrange and have Page play a riff throughout instead of chords. This quickly became a staple on all live shows from 75 and on. Cashmere, probably, in, in my opinion, one of the most recognizable songs on the classic rock formats throughout the world. With the signature riff by Page and Plant, trans-like Moroccan-style vocals makes this band favorite and a live show favorite as well. John Paul Jones makes the Mellotron sing too. Again, Bonham is very involved with the writing and arrangement process. The three, uh, side three starts out with In the Light. John Paul Jones with the keyboard and Mellotron intro. Then an eerie plant vocal come on and the band kicks in with a precision bang, takes you on a journey, kind of piggybacking on the vibe of Cashmere. Really the sequel to Stairway to Heaven when Plant sings In the Light, he's referring to Yes, There Are Two Pads You Can Go By. But in the long run, there's still time to change the road you're on. Braun, you are. I always love this instrumental, a great acoustic piece. I always felt like it is the calm after the storm, that everything is going to be all right. A sigh of relief, if you will. Down by the seaside, a sleeper, if you ask me. Go ahead, ask. Paige and Bonham made the arrangements to go from melodic to heavy and back. And this is a favorite of mine. Again, shows the band when faced with adversity and change, they rip through it with your foot tapping and head banging along the way. Ten years gone. Real crisp guitar leads by Page and Bonham fills seem soft but impactful at the same time. Here are four men, masters of their craft, and you get to listen and enjoy. Because I'm Big Ed. Night Flight. This one was wrote in 71, and John Paul Jones, along with the bass plays the Hyman organ and gives us full sound. John Bonham beats the fills and are second to none. The Wonton Song. Built around Page's riffs and one of the more aggressive songs on the album. John Paul Jones' ba bass work is fast and crisp. And uh, John Bonham's bass pedal work is all done with one pedal. This guy was the best, in my opinion. I do not give Page the credit he deserves as well. His guitar does all the talking. Boogie with Stu. This was a jam session with Rolling Stones pianist Ian Stewart, based around the Richie Valens song, Oh My Head. And Ian Stewart gets keyboard credits on his track, and Page plays the lap steel guitar. Black Country Woman. This also came from the 72 Houses of the Holy recording sessions. And this was the most, this was almost abandoned due to the airplane flyer overhead and kept it. And I'm glad. This is what I love about analog recording and all the imperfection. Plant rocks on a harmonica too on this one. Sick Again. This was written by Page and Plant about the 73 tour and their experience with meeting groupies. The track was driven by Bonham's drumming and Page's guitarist. The arrangement had been worked out before recording. It was straightforward and it was just put down the tape. So, wow, I got to say is all as I could say about this. What an album. It gets the elusive Four Montecitos, a song like In My Time of Dying, the Wonton Song, a band that writes, plays music outside of the box. John Bonham really showing his talents as an arranger and writer, a true technician of his drum kit. There is no one out there today who can play the power and finesse and keep you in the pocket with his signature timepieces like no other. Then you have John Paul Jones plays multiple instruments 
and be the master of them all. And all, and then there's old Bobby Plant, who shows his range and his prowess, and he is the master of the harmonica and makes it work for him musically. Jimmy Page is money. His riffs and leads and the softer side of an acoustic like Braun you are, no one compares. These are my musical heroes, and it seems fitting that the Duke boy of Nessequah was in all these guys. And now you might see why Led Zeppelin, a V8, and a Buzz, you can do anything. Whether you're going up in the air, sideways through a fence, or just trenching along and going fast, Led Zeppelin will take you there. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Well, the key is to have a V8, though. Yeah. Yeah. Can't, you yeah. can't do it with a Not to drink, four cylinder. You can't get mud on the side of the house with a Pinto. Yeah. No. <laughs> Unless you're right I, I, there. I love Physical Graffiti. I love this album, too. It's it's such a go-to album at any time in my life. I could just put it on. It just puts me in a such a good mood. There's so many different... Oh, now, I was just going to say, they just hit everything. In my time Trump, of dying, please. or... Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, they definitely do the, 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 the folk... Uh, stuff is so good. Uh, they do the old school blues, a hard rock. It's one of my favorite. <coughs> so- if if there is a Big Mike top twenty songs, yes, House of the Holy would be on it. Mm-hmm. On the Big Mike top twenty songs of all time for Big Mike. Love right. that song. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I gotta listen to it, dude. Over. In my time of dying, over. I think and it's over. just a pinnacle of their talents. Jimmy Page plays a slide guitar. It just makes it just so seamless and effortless. And John John Bottom on the drums is a fucking animal. It just the they, whole yeah. They I, got it. I was saying to Casey before this in the pre-show meeting that you can listen to this album and you can hear how this album has influenced rock and roll right up to today. Absolutely. Sure. I think that's why I had that little dig because Coldplay was number fifteen on that list. By the way, that's why I I snuck I shoehorned a couple of things in there from the the list shittiest list. Well, it wasn't time. bad. I, I looked at the list. He sent me. I said I asked him today to send me the list, and I was looking at the bands, and I'm like, well, they, they're like should be 15 and under, and Coldplay shouldn't even be associated with these people in the same room, you know? I, yeah, it's enough. I had a um, someone that gave me a mixtape. You Ooh, know when that was yeah a thing. Well, when that was the thing. Everybody out there used on, to on the mixtape in my time of dying and trampled underfoot. Wow, Did, yeah. was that one of my mixtapes I made for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Correct. There's there's some good. I was ones, I was good, good about making mixtapes. Yep, yep. That's a dying art. I think it's uh, it's definitely a, a lost art for sure. Yeah, I have some playlists on my phone. Maybe I'll, I'll share them and be like the modern. I guess that's the tape. playlist, uh, or I'm sorry, that's the mixtape of today. Is yeah, yeah. Playlist that you make you nailed, you nailed on it. iTunes or whatever it may be, or sure. on your phone. That that's today's mixtape. Now, my favorite song off Physical Graffiti, without a doubt, and part of it's the the imperfection. And I was talking pre-show to Mike. I'm like, you know, they had rented this castle. Um, I, I, you know, Jimmy Page maybe bought the place they they recorded it, but no, you're taking an Alistair Crowley. No, that that's not the mansion. It's uh, this one was at Hampshire, but I, I know which one you're talking about. But they recorded in and outdoors, 
hear they, they didn't record in a traditional studio this album at all because you know the like some of the songs you know you hear the plane actually which is leading into my favorite song because one it's imperfection it's yes. it just shows they're a ba- tight but loose that's led zeppelin that's the yeah. casting for led zeppelin they're they would get a can up. they would get a can that recording you know that yeah because of the plane that would have been, would have been yeah. a shame I, that's Led what I loved about Led Zeppelin was you could always hear them talking in between songs, you know, like on um, where's Black that Country Woman is such a great song. It, you know, it, it's it's fun. The lyrics are hysterical. And you know what? It, it shows these, um, you know, some of these newer rock rollers like, hey, grow pair. This guy, he's getting his heart broken. He's like, yeah, she's got a sister. I'll date her now. It's beautiful, yeah. isn't yeah. it? It's 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 great. It's it's uplifting. Um, I even did a round of this with headphones and the stuff you can hear, you can hear the hi-hat squeak, the bass pedal squeak. I love that shit. That's just, that's the beauty of analog. Uh, That shows how good some of these are. Look, it's got to, music is very competitive. And if you got to auto tune to stay edge, whatever. But man, back then, no fucking auto tune. Either you nailed it or you didn't. And they, they and they, people they, knew it. This is definitely a must album. I mean, an absolute must, must have with, with, with great headphones to listen mm-hmm. to the album. You, have I think to this is it. on my top forty albums. I believe. Oh yeah, I I believe so. I don't I don't know if I have that book that I've written down everything. It might might be here. It might be home. I got the file. I should just take and email you the file while I'm just sitting here. I might I keep have talking it. about it. I'm not going to look at it right now. That's right. You don't have to. You, you, but it's got all the. It's got. It's it's got everything I've done plus the scripts. You know what I mean? Mm. Oh wow! That see that's going to be something when Warm Beer and the Cheap Seats blows up. Yeah, people are going to want to see that big Ed. Oh yeah, that's going to be. Yeah, it'll be in the Smithsonian and shit. You know? It will be. Smithsonian's going to request it. Big Ed, yeah. can you please Subway, give us... Subway's way. Maybe I'll be able to sit in Archie Bunker's chair and do a couple of reviews from there. That'd be cool. That would Wearing be the cool. Fonz's leather jacket. Wow, that'd be amazing. Sit in Archie Bunker's chair with Fonzie's uh, leather coat. That'd be awesome. I think that's going to happen. I was waiting for the invite. I, I didn't get it yet. Yeah, keep waiting. I am. I have nothing but time. I, I could do Fat Man, Little Coat, and Jay Madison's, <laughs> James Madison's. James Madison. I kind of think of who I did that to, and it actually fucking ripped it. I was like, "Oops!" <laughs> Big man in a little the, jacket. Did you do that to Court or something? Courtney, maybe I did it there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it, man. Not cool. That's funny. <laughs> Man, that that Bupkis, we've been watching that. Uh, it's it's pretty good show, man. They so far like the different guest stars have been good. Like there's been like Steve Buscemi, uh, um, Charlie Day. I mean some some top top notch Bobby kind of all. It's been pretty solid. This is what, on what? Peacock. yeah Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Yeah, you said yeah. I got to look at that. Yeah. They got some money behind that to get stars like that. That's well, Lauren, Lauren, Lauren Michaels is kind of going to help. You know, he he asked people, people are going to do stuff. Going to do favors. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty good. I, we we're so behind, you know, sports. Um, we're kind of there's kinda, only so much time in a day. There's and yeah, correct, correct. This is true. You can only enjoy so much entertainment. LeBron James. Uh, so they're in the Western Conference Final, uh, and they're down like two, two, oh, really? two nil to the Nuggets. Boy, he's just trying to ruin his legacy. This guy, fuck, just. Hey, listen, you. I, I mean, he that should. That was a flop, fucking. Hell. Oh wait, wait. You saw the one like he somehow grabs Jokic and like makes Jokic sl- like slap him where he's grabbing his arm and making him slap him with his own arm, and then he like <laughs> stumbles eight feet. And he hits the ground and then slides another eight feet into someone's like soda. I'm like, and they called the foul. I'm like, oh, come on, this is ridiculous. The, the NBA, they got it. If I was commissioner, I'd just like, look, you fell down. We got to make sure you're okay. You're safe. Your safety is important. You have to sit for two minutes. Mm-hmm. You have because we have to make sure you're you're in a concussion protocol now. Mm. I think that's a fantastic idea. Because look, they're they're not they're just gonna keep fucking flipping and flopping around. It, it's ridiculous. Like play the fucking game. Look, maybe I just sound old or old school or old Mm-mm. or dumb. I don't know. It's, nope. it's annoying. Their little temper tantrum acting on the court stuff is. And then I think the Florida Panthers had like a four overtime game the other night. Was it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Oma, they they tried to pull a lightning. Huh. On what, Twitter, what, they, they, what, uh, losing overtime. No, they they won. I, actually, they put out on Twitter like uh like basically like uh like an excuse to be like late to work. Oh, <laughs> like shit. I was up supporting the Panthers all night, you know. Oh, I don't think the Lightning fans did that when it happened with us. Well, no, because everyone was uh, still home. That was during the uh, oh, the bubble. Right, 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 right. Uh, well, I, some of us were still working. Right. True. Actually, haven't been yeah. going to work, but I was we were. Then. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I I digress. I'm not not even all getting a tiffy on no, what they boy. did and <laughs> no, who did boy. what and who that, did that's not. A, that's a whole other show. I know there were a lot of turtles that need to be fed. Mm-hmm. I fed them. Mm-hmm. And nurses were not all essential. Yeah, some some nurses they just played cards yep. all through it. Wow, it was it was crazy. Or sat on a couch. They sat on the on couch. While trying to go to New York to help. Yes. It wasn't real. Well. Does anyone else got anything to bring to the table? I think we might be kind of winding down. I think we're winding down. I think we. Yeah, real quick. Guns N' Roses appetite. Just going to hit it with Ooh, another oh. fucking punch in the face. And then great, Casey's great. Uh, women that. and children first. And then we'll cross oh, yeah, that yeah, bridge. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a good one. Yeah, but, so uh, we're just gonna, we're just kicking the shit out of this list. That's all I plan on doing. So appetite for destruction. destruction next. Yeah, next. That's I mean, a good one. Good one. That one, that one's that one practically writes itself. I mean, it's just in your face and it happens. Wow. T Bone used to have that on cassette, and then it would just mysteriously disappear and end up in my bedroom for a couple weeks at a time, and then oh, wow. end up back in his Honda somehow. I don't know how, but it would just do that. It would migrate. <laughs> yep. 
So. Floating the sea. Right. Nice. Oh, I love this song. It's the best. Keep the shiny side up. Greasy side down. Peace out, guys. Good, good stuff. You. Thank you. Love you guys. Love you love too. You. Children, I